We save hard drinks in here for men who want to get drunk fast, and we don't need any characters around to give the joint atmosphere. Is that clear? <laughs> So uh, this is the whiskey talking. Oh, let me start the recording. Hmm. Click. Okay. <laughs> so we're now recording. Um, this is this the the show is called Whiskey Talking. Mm-hmm. The Whiskey Talking. Um, to be anyway. So <laughs> the to get us today's gonna today is in two parts. One is to catch up on what's happening in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. with the russian invasion and the other is i wanted to just chat a little bit about what you know the broader issue of russia um we've talked a few times about and i talked with jeff last week about how we got here mm-hmm. um but so i want to i want to dive into that a little bit more because i've been thinking a lot about it and what what's next and how should we be thinking about it so that'll be part two it's like from russia's perspective almost or you could say from U.S. perspective and how we view Russia. So starting with Ukraine. So a lot's happened over the last. Uh, we're sitting here on March 14th. Uh, Pi Day. Happy Pi say, Day. Happy Pi Day. Yeah. Pi moment is. will be at uh, 159 uh, today. So three one four one five nine, or some people, you know, if you're using the military time, it's going to be you know fifteen nineteen, which will be three nineteen. Anyway, so what's been going on the last couple of weeks is, in some cases, more of the same, but in other cases, a, a lot of a lot of problems. So mm-hmm. the Ukrainian military continues to hold their own uh, way better than anybody expected. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't hurt that they're getting tons of material support from the West right? Uh, coming in to, to bases all up and down the western border of Ukraine. Um, but one place in particular is this town called Lviv, which a lot of the reporting, when you see them on TV or whatever, they say, reporting from Lviv. And I'm like, what's this Lviv place? Well, Lviv <laughs> is way over in the western border, uh, almost to, to Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the first one of one of the countries on the western border of Ukraine. Poland happens to be in NATO. Um, so if Poland gets involved. It's <laughs> yeah. all, you know, what we used to call it on the playground when, you know, just like dogpile or something. Um, yeah. Once 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 one gets involved, everybody's involved. Right. But anyway, um, so what's been going on is. Um, that 40 kilometer or 40 mile long uh forget if it was kilometers or miles but that really long convoy that was headed toward kiev right pretty much bogged down for a week or two (laughs) yeah whether you know and there's different reports you don't know it's hard to know what is real and what isn't real and there's all sorts of fact checking websites out there but Mm -hmm. the general consensus seems to be it was it was logistics and resistance yeah logistics and resistance all the instances, um, they were running out of gas. They were, you know, the road was getting blocked by, you know, burning hulks of tanks, running, out, running out of food, running out of food, running out of motivation. 
Um, but none of that meant, I mean, I think the hope was, oh, maybe they'll never make it. But I think they, they've they slowly been inching their way toward Kiev, and they've got Kiev almost surrounded now. Mm-hmm. Whether it be with that column or a couple of other columns came in from the east, um, from the northeast. So eventually they're going to surround Kiev. And yeah. Kiev's going to start to get the same treatment that some of the other cities have been getting. Um, there's the city in the southeast, Kursan, or in the east, Kursan, and then the one, Mariupol. Um, Kursan, I think, has been completely taken over by the Russians, uh, which and then Mariupol is surrounded. Some really devastating stories coming out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard one interview with somebody who had gotten out of there kind of at the last minute, but her husband mm-hmm. and her parents are still there. And she's been kind of able to get spotty text messages from her husband. There's no mm-hmm. internet. There ain't no TikToks coming out of Mariupol. That, that in fact, a lot, in, like in the comment sections yeah. of the TikToks, a lot of the um, Russian propaganda accounts have vanished. You still get garbage mm. humans in the States making comments, but a lot, same thing with Facebook, I guess. A lot of, it's gotten a lot quieter since there's no internet over there yeah yeah and that, so there, there's um yeah so so we're not getting TikToks out of there that's for sure <laughs> but we will someday hear about what's going on today and what you know it's one of those things we'll look back and go yeah we were sitting there on a sunny day in in late march mid-march wondering what's happening well this mm-hmm. is what was happening mm-hmm. and based on the spotty text messages and stuff that this uh, lady was getting from her husband it's it's like i said it's it's medieval i think i was i told you that in in yeah. a uh, <laughs> you know and medieval like uh we always say medieval right but uh, that cuz that's what we know most about but it's war like war has been since the beginning of war <laughs> which has been pretty medieval <laughs> it's siege warfare yeah. you know and we're not used to it yeah but it's exactly what went on in Aleppo and what went on in uh chechnya this is this is how this is russian doctrine mm-hmm. right and what's probably going on there right now is they're starving they're dehydrated they've probably cut off the water they're probably not letting food in um and they're shelling the place you know yeah so they're it's going to be rubble and it's going to be thousands dead maybe yeah. tens of thousands dead I don't know what the population is, but yeah, it's going to be devastating. Right. Yeah. I don't know how how big Mariupol is. It's a good point. Are there tens of thousands there to be killed? I don't know. Well, let's hope not. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, we go from the, you know, Putin's uh, fantasy of just kind of marching in and taking over. Mm-hmm. You know, I, oh, they when they were interviewing this person from Mariupol, she said, that's kind of how it was in 2014. Like you go, if we all knew they were going to invade, why didn't you get out of there? Right. Mm-hmm. And there's always the the obvious, which is some people just can't. I mean, yeah, we, we have lots of homeless people here in Indianapolis, the richest country in the world. Right. Um, those people can't leave. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got people who depend on the there are a lot of people who can't leave. But then she said, we're we're OK. We're middle class. We could have left. But why? Why would we leave? She said in 2014, uh, and they're one of the ones in the disputed region there, right? Mm-hmm. In 2014, like, they showed up, 
like some Russian supported militia showed up. The things were weird for a little while. It was hard. Um, the economy took a hit, but then they left and things kind of went back to normal and we set about rebuilding mm-hmm. and we figured it's going to be bad. We're not going to like it, but it's going to be like that. Right. So we it's didn't really... know we were going to be surrounded and turned into rubble and starved to death. <laughs> I mean, it, that that's a really recent memory, you know, in 2014. So I could you don't see have why to they have a long memory. No, <laughs> no, you don't but have I mean... <laughs> to have that long European memory to remember 2014. <laughs> right, right. It Hell, even like your kids would remember it. Yeah. <laughs> the other big thing that happened, the, the interesting thing uh, to me was, well, to a lot of people, I mentioned Lviv at the beginning. Lviv? Before we're done, they'll just be pronouncing it Viv. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Somebody should put out a how to mispronounce the names of all the cities so I get I them think, right. I think we've been doing a fine job of that. <laughs> well, we've been mispronouncing them, no doubt. But I think I've been mispronouncing them incorrectly. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, so we talked about Kiev. We talked about... Um, the new advance along the so Ukraine reported that Russian forces conducted a new advance northeast from Kherson along the western bank of the Dnieper. Um, they've also renewed efforts to fully encircle Cherny Cherniv. So yeah, this this new columns coming in. Um, so here's the one I so so Russia announced that any Western military shipments to Ukraine are fair game. Mm-hmm. They will be considered legitimate military targets. To which I'm sure um, NATO was kind of like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do about it? So Yeah, you can consider them what you want, but yeah. I don't think you want to mess with them too much. Which they tried something. And it's unclear to me, because I've, I've seen two different uh, versions of this. There were huge explosions not far from Lviv. Again, this is on the border with Poland. And I I heard one story said cruise missiles. And another story said uh, long-range bombers, like strategic mm-hmm. bombers. Mm-hmm. And the analysis I saw said if they were trying to hit... Now, now keep in mind, again, pull up a map. <laughs> um, because, and I always encourage people to look at a map because mm-hmm. when you think Russia invaded Ukraine, like immediately, if you're not thinking in maps, or at least if you think like I think, and you're not thinking in maps, you're like, Oh, well they're everywhere then. Right. If you live in Ukraine, you just got invaded, but yeah. Ukraine yeah. is huge. It's been compared to Texas. So it's like, yeah. you know, East Texas has been invaded, but West Texas life is normal. Uh, not normal, normal, but yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I had no idea how big Ukraine was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until this happened, dude. I think we're all we're all learning, right? <laughs> I mean, we're this uh, PhD in geopolitics isn't going to get itself. <laughs> you know, we got <laughs> like we didn't know about viruses until the pandemic, that, right? So, vi- what's a virus? <laughs> yeah, but now we're all experts. So. They lobbed a couple of cruise missiles or sent a couple of long-range bombers, depending on which story you you believe, mm-hmm. or both, who knows, and kind of sort of hit um, like a military base or something. Mm-hmm. And the thought is, 
like one thought is, well, they were just making good on their promise, right? If that's where the Western weapons are coming in, we're going to attack that. Mm-hmm. And then the other was, you're kidding yourself if you think Russia has the technology to hit a moving convoy coming in from Poland. He said that it's good and it's bad. It's good because you can't hit anything from that distance. There aren't Russian troops. It's not like there's there are Russian troops close enough to actually use precision guided. Yeah. Weapons. Yeah. The smart missiles. and Yeah. Yeah. So it had to be cruise missiles or, um, and these aren't, when we say cruise missiles, we think of like the opening days of the second Iraq war where we, you know, we, we've got pictures of, you know, some guy with a joystick, like with a cruise missile able to, you know, fly yeah. in through, uh, Snape's boudoir, you know, um, did I say Snape? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said, uh, Hassan. Uh, Hussein, Hussein, Barack, not Barack, um, Saddam. <laughs> Cut all that out. I, I will. I promise. <laughs> I haven't even started recording yet. It's like the old days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, so they attack some things out there. Uh, it's more of a, you know, like giant sledgehammer than a, you know, a scalpel. Yeah. Uh, so the concern there could be what if they miss and hit Poland? Then what? Uh-huh. Uh, the other thing I read, and I haven't seen it in too many places, but it's interesting, is supposedly Russia asked China for help. And Yeah, and China said, Russia who? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the sanctions that, that we hit Russia, that the world hit, we in the global sense hit Russia with, China's like, yeah, we don't want any of that. <laughs> yeah. And you're Russia, so you ought to be able to handle it yourself. And and the thing I've been thinking about a lot is if you, again, look at a map, if you look at the border between China and Russia, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty big, mm-hmm. right? China and Russia are, have a share a pretty long border. Mm-hmm. If I'm China, I might go, hey, Russia, why don't you just take all those troops that are on your border with us? And maybe send those over to Ukraine and use those to help you know, with your invasion. Why don't you do that? Borrow a page out of Stalin's book, you know. And they, and they could be like, in fact, if you'll do that, if you send those troops over to Ukraine, then we promise we will send you tons of military equipment. We got your back. We got your back. And we will send, and, and, and instead of trying to fly it in or anything, we'll just take it over land. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We'll just bring it directly to you. We'll drive it to you. We'll drive you our <laughs> tanks and, and, and artillery and all that stuff. Just right into Russia. <laughs> mm-hmm. But first, get all these guys out of the way. Yeah, I said borrowing a page from Stalin's book. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Russia and speak, speaking of sanctions, mm-hmm. part two. Do you have any more you wanted to say about the, the poor people of, of uh, Ukraine? No, it's lost all its humor right now for me. It's, oh, there's nothing funny about it, for sure. It's no. going to be a long slog uh, from and everything I'm reading and hearing, unless, uh, you know, anything can happen. It's it's turning into what we talked about earlier, about how the other wars and invasions in the past have just been stuff we see on the news at night yeah. and we get on with our lives. Unfortunately, that's where it's going. Yeah, and the problem with this one is we're going to be in the thousands of people dying every day. Uh, situation and these mm-hmm. aren't it's it's going to cause uh, this is another one of those life-changing moments right there'll be before ukraine and after ukraine <laughs> i'll never ever and i'll be the first to admit 
um, how bad I've been in the past, but I will never see another military operation the same. Mm -hmm. I don't care which side is perpetrating it, right? I complained plenty about Obama's, you know, bombing Pakistan and mm -hmm. uh, Yemen and, uh, you know, places in Africa. I complained about it, but not in the same, I didn't have the same sense of it or, you know, the invasion of Iraq um, by the U.S. I, was, mm -hmm. I supported that invasion for crying out loud. Eventually <laughs> I came around and realized I was wrong to support it, but yeah. I still never had that visceral, like, these are millions of people killed and lives turned upside down, mm -hmm. right? By an, by an unjustified invasion. Yeah. Um, and Turned around uh, and upside down. I mean. Uh, yeah. And, and right-wing people are quick to say, well, yeah, but what kind of life did they have under Saddam Hussein, you know? And that would be their justification. Because yeah. I, I didn't, somehow I didn't get the cognitive dissonance gene. <laughs> or, <laughs> if I got it, I figured out how to turn that impulse off fairly yeah. quickly because it's a difficult thing to have supported something and then to come around and say, oh, I was wrong for supporting that. Not only was I wrong, but it was horrible what happened there. Yeah. So if you if you are trying to reduce your cognitive dissonance, you might say, well, yeah, but I mean, Saddam was horrible. He used chemical weapons on his own people. And look at what Uday and Kusay did to the people. They were we were there to rescue them. The fact that Al Qaeda got a foothold and we that war was totally justified. And if it weren't for the terrorists, you know, and the terrorists weren't even a, a huge part of the population, you know, they'll make that argument. And then mm -hmm. um and then you'll say, well, what about Ukraine, Russia invading Ukraine? And they'll be like, Ukraine was democratically elected, peaceful people, you know, and um, they're just fighting for their freedom, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't make those same distinctions. So any military operation in the future, um, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, some people there may deserve it, but, you know, but it sure ain't the people trying to live their lives that deserve it, you know. Right, right. Right now, there's like a bunch of the the boomers that never stopped being hippies. Yeah, listening listening to our show, going, "Yeah, we've been telling you this." Right, <laughs> we've been trying to tell you. Well, maybe you should have made school a little more um, educational. Because <laughs> I was just listening to some of the lead up. Um, we we're firmly in part two, by the way, and there this is related. Speaking of, there's a disturbing thing happening um i notice when i listen back to these episodes you know what i do a lot i'll start mm. a thought and never finish it <laughs> <laughs> yeah better living through chemistry man yeah there's medication so, yeah. for that <laughs> so yeah if there's ever uh like if i ever start to try to get better at this it's gonna be once i start a thought i have to finish it <laughs> <laughs> anyway so <laughs> two two podcast hosts with ADHD. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Trying to make sense of the world. Like, I assume you all know what's in my head. <laughs> okay, so let's start with this. The lead up to all of this, and we've covered it a few times, but this this is, to, the thought was, you know, not being well-educated or not taking it on myself to, to educate myself during mm -hmm. the 90s and 2000s. There were people, you can go back and read, and I'm not just talking about cherry-picking Oh, let's find an article that predicted where we are today. Mm -hmm. um, and it's some obscure article in some small town newspaper. And you go, see, this guy knew what was going on. Right. Um, we're talking about major, major policy people who were 
movers and shakers and decision makers during the Cold War. Yeah. In the 90s, we're writing op-eds in the New York Times and places saying mm-hmm. the way we are handling NATO expansion and the way that we are handling Russia after the fall of the Soviet Union is going to come back and bite us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and again, major pe- major movers and shakers, right? Right. Right down to the point that when Putin was elected, we loved him because we thought it was going to be more of the same, which was being able to go in there, basically loot Russia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as long as we could keep you know, a dozen or so, or however many oligarchs there were, as long as we could keep them happy with their billions and get our take of the billions, everything was going to be fine. And all we needed was somebody running Russia who understood that system and kept it going. Mm-hmm. And when per- Putin first was elected, he appeared like he was going to be that. Right? Yeah, yeah. But what he actually did was he told these oligarchs, um, the days of you using Russia as your own little piggy bank are over, mm-hmm. right? So you have two choices. You can leave Russia with your billions and enjoy yourself in the West. Or you can stay here. And if you're going to stay here, we're going to rebuild Russia. And you're going to stop working so much with the West to do that because they're screwing us over. Mm-hmm. Um and so the oligarchs that we hear about that are getting their yachts stolen or not <laughs> stolen, but seized in, in European ports, those are the ones that chose to stay and rebuild Russia. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is the expansion of NATO um, to the east. And we've talked, you know, we've talked about that and we've said that there were promises given. Were they in writing? Were they not in writing? Did the Russians believe the promises? Did they not believe the promises? But people said multiple heads of state said we're not going to expand nato but that's in fact exactly what happened nato got expanded right Mm -hmm. so again op-eds new york times various places of people saying this is a huge mistake it's going to cause problems in the future yeah and so here we are there are a lot of disturbing um things happening in terms of people's view of russia and russians right now Mm -hmm. and their view of Ukraine and Ukrainians mm-hmm. right now. And I just want to say <laughs> these are huge countries with tens of millions of people, Russia, a few hundred million people. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find just like in the U S you're going to find opinions and views and ideologies that span the entire spectrum mm-hmm. from the most ardent supporter of Putin wanting to restore the Russian empire to people who can't believe this is happening and that their leader is doing this, right? Right. On the other side, in Ukraine, 40 million people, right? You will find people, one of them's the, is it called the Azov Battalion, I think, who are just, you know, would make our Proud Boys look like, you know, commies. (laughs) (laughs) So the problem I'm seeing is, People suddenly like, uh, and there, you know, there's some headlines about, you know, Russians not being allowed to participate in things. You know, people are attacking Russian restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. and my, my good friend George Takei <laughs> pointed out when you start to blame the ethnicity of a, of, for what a country is doing, bad things can happen. 
Mm-hmm. And George Takei knows better than most. <laughs> what can <laughs> A happen? Lot yeah. So, you know, Japan attacks Pearl Harbor. Suddenly we're rounding up hundreds of thousands of Japanese citizens in the U.S. Uh, and putting them in concentration camps. And I'm starting to see some troubling signs that that could be happening to ethnic Russians now. I'm like, let's all get this straight. <laughs> Whatever triggered this war, it's wrong, right? Like mm-hmm. Putin invading uh, Ukraine, he bears 100% responsibility for it. Um and it's terrible, and it's got to be resisted. Mm-hmm. But if we look at Russia now as the great Satan, and Putin is basically Hitler, and whatever happens to Russia, uh, they deserve it. Like mm-hmm. I've even seen people say, like, uh, "Hey, you know, I, you know, uh, how, how do, can you like a lot of these sanctions are going to hurt average Russians? We should yeah. at least be sad about that, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to people being like, oh, they deserve what they're getting.'" And then yeah. I'll see people in comment sections going, well, what do you mean they deserve it? They're just trying to live their lives. And they're like, well, they should get rid of Putin. And I'm like, okay. Don't, don't you think they would have tried that already? The year, <laughs> the year is 2019. Trump's at the height of, you know, doing everything he can to oppress people of color, LGBTQ people. Um, you know, he's screwing our foreign policy um and he's tanking the he's setting things up to tank the economy fast forward to 2020 hundreds of thousands of people dead because he can't get the message straight coming from the white house is that my fault because i didn't do anything to get rid of trump right 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 or uh you know let's say uh the u.s invades uh, another country like i don't know mexico or uh, iraq for example mm-hmm. Yeah. And China decides to put crippling sanctions on the U.S. We're not selling you any more cheap stuff. So now Walmart shelves are empty because that's the only place they get stuff. No more iPhones, mm-hmm. right? No, mm-hmm. you know, we're suffering devastating consequences. And people say, well, you deserve it because you're an American. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? I didn't invade Iraq. They're like, see, I, your leadership did. And you're not doing anything to stop it. Yeah. See, I've always had this argument with certain people about, you know, it's you, you take you take the government and the people and you make them two separate entities. Most people are decent people. Ooh. It's whether you hate the government of, of this country, the people are generally pretty cool. But the it's the government. So yeah, it's ridiculous to go, well, it's your fault for being Chinese or Russian or American. Yeah. So stop it. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Stop it. And the other thing this is going to cause now, our little podcast with, you know, an audience of eight is not going to do anything. <laughs> hey, but, it's gone up. I think it's 11 now. But at least in 15 years, we can go back and listen to this. Probably more like 20 years. We can go back and listen and see if we were right. <laughs> These sanctions we've put on Russia, while maybe necessary to try to, to get them to stop this invasion if we can, or at least take away the fuel for the invasion, literally yeah. and figuratively, while it might be the right short-term thing, um, could be horrible long-term. Because mm-hmm. the same thing that set up Russia to be what they are today after the fall of the Soviet Union, like just by by totally like erasing their middle class. So you ended up with the oligarch class and then a bunch of poor people. Mm-hmm. That's how you get a Putin and that's how you get a Russia trying to be strong again. Now, if that happens again, 
mm-hmm. in 20 years, only worse next time, we'll have nobody to blame but ourselves, right? It's like, right. I don't know what to do, right? <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> but it's, it's, if we can just, I guess if we can just think about the people, give the, give, give <laughs> the people the air. <laughs> The people on the ground in Russia, mm-hmm. just remember, they're the ones suffering. Yeah. And as soon as we can get something taken care of with Ukraine, let's start helping the people in Russia right. to rebuild their country. Their country is going to need to be, we're going to need a Marshall Plan, not just for Ukraine, but for, for Russia, too. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Anyway, what do we know? That was just the whiskey talking.